Our planet is home to millions of amazing animals who can thrive in unimaginably extreme conditions. A scorching sun and blazing heat is no match for desert-dwelling wildlife. Freezing wind and ice are nothing to the creatures in the Arctic. But there are some extreme conditions that no creature on Earth can survive with. These conditions are brought upon an ecosystem by humans. Over 16,000 species of animals are listed as endangered, in part due to these human-applied extreme conditions. Animals need large, thriving ecosystems to survive. But when humans remove these ecosystems for their own use, the wildlife populations will drop accordingly. In addition, hunting animals for sport or trade has led to a steep decline in many animal populations. Some species, such as the passenger pigeon, have even become extinct because of overhunting. To add insult to injury, even something as innocent sounding as the pet trade has taken a huge toll on wildlife population numbers. Many species of popular pets are harvested from the wild, resulting in massive population decline. The good thing is, these extreme conditions that humans have forced upon animals can be altered in change. This change starts with you, and as long as you understand the universal impact to you, there is hope. So what technically is an endangered species, and what does that mean? Well, endangered species are species that are likely to become extinct in the near future. That can either be on a worldwide scale or just a specific spot in the world. For example, some species are classified as extinct in the wild, and their only known members are kept in captivity, such as zoos. Factors leading up to making species endangered stem from habitat loss, poaching, invasive species, and many other factors. Some examples of species that are endangered are tigers, loggerhead sea turtles, rhinodes, and also lesser-known species such as the cywell, the sallow, and the jumphead race. So what does an endangered species truly mean, though? It's usually a sign that the ecosystem is degrading because if one species goes, then it's more than likely to upset the balance and its effects can reverberate through the entire ecosystem, affecting things like the food web. Humans also depend on healthy ecosystems for goods and clean air, so if we allow the environment around us to become contaminated, we're not only hurting the animal and plant populations, but potentially our own health as well. Habitat loss is a main threat for 85% of all endangered species. As humans move in, animals and plants are usually forced to move out. In the last 100 years, at least half of all wetlands have been destroyed. In the 1990s alone, 2.4% of all forests were cut down. This causes a loss in biodiversity. Biodiversity is essential for an ecosystem. For example, with the loss of native plants comes a drop in insect population. Birds and mammals eat the insects. Larger mammals and reptiles eat those birds. We eat the larger mammals. A kink in one part of the system affects the whole chain. In addition, biodiversity allows for disasters. When there's a natural disaster, some species die off while others survive. However, if there isn't biodiversity, it is less likely that there will be species equipped to survive when disaster hits. There are three types of habitat loss. Habitat destruction, habitat fragmentation, and habitat degradation. Habitat destruction is what most people think of when they think of habitat loss. It's the direct destruction of a habitat. Some of the main causes are agriculture, infrastructure like roads and dams, and the harvesting of raw materials. As the population grows, so does the need for all these things, especially agriculture. To learn more about the issues with agriculture, check out our previous episode. Deforestation is another type of habitat destruction. 
This not only threatens biodiversity in the survival of species, it also contributes to climate change. Trees absorb CO2 from the atmosphere, so cutting them down allows the buildup of greenhouse gases. Habitat degradation and habitat fragmentation are also both impactful. Habitat degradation is the disruption of an ecosystem through things like pollution and inv or an invasive species. It can ruin the environment enough to make the land unlivable. Habitat fragmentation is when habitat is divided by roads or other human activity. Although the pockets of land themselves may remain untouched, oftentimes the area is too small for animals to find food or mates. A small mating pool means that there isn't enough gene variability in a population, which, like biodiversity, means they are less likely to survive disaster or changes in climate. Wildlife bridges are one solution to habitat fragmentation. Even though highways and roads separate natural areas, animals will still try and cross them. This causes an estimated 2 million large animal deaths a year, along with a loss of human life and property. Wildlife bridges, however, reduce these collisions by 85-95%. to 95%. Wildlife bridges are areas over or under highways covered in natural plants. They look like normal overpasses only bursting with flora. Fences guide animals to these crossings, and engineers and biologists track animal movements to see what is needed to make the bridge effective. Humans and animals can coexist. Though trees continue to come down and animals continue to lose their home, there is hope for the future. Next, some definitions. Hunting is a sport which involves the stalking and killing of wild animals. These animals are then used either as food, for trophies, or for trade. The most common animals that are hunted are mammals and birds, and are referred to as game. Poaching includes hunting on another's land, or on a land where hunting is prohibited. It also includes hunting without an official license or permit, or herding animals that are endangered or protected by the state or country. Poaching is basically hunting without permission. Modern poaching is mainly done for illegal trade of animal parts, such as hide, ivory, horn, teeth, and bone, as opposed to the medieval age, where poaching was mostly done by peasants wanting better food to eat. Poaching is now usually done for sport or commercial profit, both in legal and black markets. Poaching is a really big problem for endangered species because endangered species are less common than non-endangered ones. They are often worth more and are targeted by poachers. It goes without saying that this doesn't help to save those endangered animals. Poaching can be a serious threat to many species, particularly those in wildlife preserves or national parks. Many animal species have been limited in range or depleted in numbers, sometimes to the point of extinction by the depredations of market hunters and unregulated sportsmen. So you've heard the issues we've talked about, and you might have a better understanding of the threats facing some of these amazing animals. Well, now let's talk about something you, your family, anyone really can do. Pollinator Month was in May, but no matter when you're listening, we've got a few ways for you to help. If you already have a garden in or around your home, you can get it certified through the National Wildlife Federation as a certified wildlife habitat, or you can start from scratch. These gardens help combat habitat loss of wildlife by creating spaces for animals in your very own backyard. And the pollinators that you might think of like bees aren't the only animals you might spot. Species like woodchucks and birds are attracted to similar habitats. There are a couple of requirements for certified gardens, including an application fee, food, water, places to raise young, and a few more. But essentially, you plant pollinator and monarch-friendly plants, which can often be found in local nurseries or through a simple Google search. Head to nwf.org for more details. The Cincinnati Zoo has a similar process as part of their Pollen Nation Plant for Pollinators Challenge with three simple steps. One, plan the garden. Two, 
choose some pollinator-friendly plants, and then three, register your garden. Again, head to the Cincinnati Zoo's website and look up Plant for Pollinators. You're both creating natural habitats for wildlife and adding natural beauty to your home with these gardens. It's a win-win. If you don't have the resources to create a garden, you could encourage your family and friends to plant and register one and maybe help them with the planting and maintenance. Another simple action is to download the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo's Sustainable Palm Oil Shopping app. Simply search up Sustainable Palm Oil Shopping in your app store and get searching. The app allows users to search brands and products and scan barcodes. It then gives each company and product a sustainability rating, so you can easily find out if the brands you buy from are allies in the fight against habitat loss or if they need some work. To find out why palm oil is an issue, feel free to check out our episode on Rainforest. There's even a button on the app where you can easily, easily send complaints to the company. The app focuses on orangutan conservation, specifically since they are especially threatened by habitat loss that is cleared for palm oil planting. Palm oil is found in a lot more products than you might think, so this app is actually an incredibly simple way to help you shop sustainably. There are also many other ways to help endangered wildlife than we've just mentioned, so feel free to do some research. In the world around us, we have an amazing variety of creatures, and each one of them is there for a reason. From the smallest insect to the biggest whale, they all have very special roles to carry out. Unfortunately, some people don't celebrate that. They don't see it, or worse, they only see profit. However it happens, whether humans accidentally threaten diversity by indirect methods such as habitat destruction, or by a more direct threat such as poaching, animals are struggling. In addition, many animals are struggling with no representation. No one has heard of them. No one knows that they are out there and need help. That's why it's so very important to inform people of what's going on. All the animals need a voice, and they need our voice, because only we can start change.